This is the first Lutheran Benton Daily Lectionary podcast for the Wednesday of Easter 2. Two readings we're going to look at are uh, the ratification of the covenant God made through Moses uh, from Exodus chapter 24, 1 to 18. And then the second uh, reading is from Luke chapter 5 beginning of verse 1, where Jesus begins calling disciples. Exodus chapter 24 is an important um, pause in uh, what's been happening. The people have been released from slavery, from Egypt, brought across the Red Sea, brought to the foot of Mount Sinai. God has spoken to the entire uh, uh, camp of the Israelites out loud from the top of the mountain, um, following following that uh, you know, very, very glorious and, and awesome uh, speaking of God of the Ten Commandments. Uh, Moses goes up the mountain. God delivers to Moses additional uh, legislation, uh, what are called part of the so-called Book of the Covenant. And now that initial uh, sort of revelation from God regarding this covenant having been done, we now pause in Exodus chapter 24 for a very solemn uh, sort of observation. The the covenant is now going to be formally ratified. So let's just talk a little bit about covenants and testaments and ratifications and what's really going on here. A covenant is an arrangement between parties. Contracts are kinds of covenants. Uh, you've got a marriage covenant. Covenants can be very formal. They can be very casual. This is a very formal covenant. God is defining a relationship between himself and his people. He has redeemed his people from slavery. Now he's defining the relationship that will exist between him and them. They're going to live in this promised land that he's going to deliver to them. They are going to live in this way. And God is now delivering to them the rules, the statutes, uh, and the legislation that will define how they are to live with one another and how they are to live with God. That's what this covenant is meant to do. Now, formal covenants in in the ancient world were often ratified by sacrifice. So what we see in Exodus chapter 24 is Moses and the people offering sacrifices and then Moses taking some of the blood of that sacrifice, splashing it on the altar and then splashing it in the direction of the people in defining this blood as the blood of the covenant. And this sort of ratifies uh, the relationship that God is defining here. Now, let me make a quick comment about the about how we talk about these things. We, we, we use the word covenant. We use the word testament. We talk about the Old Testament and the New Testament. We talk about the Old um, uh, Covenant and, and the New Covenant. A testament is a kind of covenant. A testament is like a will. It is a covenant that is ratified at the death of the person who makes the covenant. So a testator makes a covenant and then ratifies it with his death. It becomes active and enforceable at the death of the person who makes the, the testament. So the New Testament, we call it a New Testament because Jesus ratified the new covenant uh, by his death. So he says, this cup uh, is the blood of the new covenant. But because he died in order to ratify the new covenant, um, we often call it the New Testament. We also say Old Testament. But the Old Testament really 
that that's not a great name because number one, um, there's there's no there's there's no death of somebody who ratifies anything in the old in the Old Testament. And second, there's a whole bunch of covenants in what we call the Old Testament. The one we're looking at now, the one that's being ratified now, is the most important. It's the it's the most central because almost all of the uh, of the uh, old covenant is is based on this. So let's let's get straight what we're going to call it. If you just say the Old Testament, you're referring to all the books uh, from Genesis all the way to Malachi, and and that's a collection of books. If we're going to talk about the covenant, we're going to talk about we can talk about the covenant God made with Abraham. He renewed that covenant with Isaac. He renewed that covenant with Jacob uh, and with the, the descendants of Jacob. There's a covenant that he made with, uh, with King David and the house of David. But here, what we're looking at is sort of the centerpiece covenant uh, in, in, uh, in, in the Old Testament. And it, it's the covenant that God made with his people at Mount Sinai. We can also call it the Sinaitic covenant or the covenant God made with his people through Moses. So this is the defining relationship uh, that God is expecting his people to follow while they are in the land that he is giving them, the promised land. Our second lesson from Luke chapter 5 recounts the, the calling of the first disciples by Jesus um, very early in his Galilean ministry. Here, mostly it's, it's Simon, who's later renamed Peter by Jesus, and often called Simon Peter. Uh, he's, he's the first one called here, and his two companions, James and John, they're all three fishermen. And it's a, it's a beautiful story uh, that Jesus works a tremendous miracle uh, before Peter, and, and by doing this, he, he shows Peter a glimpse of, of the real glory that is in this, uh, this Jesus of Nazareth that has come preaching in, in Galilee. And Peter's response is really profound. And that is, rather than jumping for joy because he is in the presence of something so holy as Jesus, instead he falls to his knees and he begs for forgiveness because he immediately recognizes how unworthy he is to be in the presence of such a holy one as Jesus of Nazareth. That's kind of counterintuitive for those who are not Christians. They, they would think that it would be just a wonderful thing suddenly to be in the presence of God. But there's nothing in the scripture that suggests that suddenly being whisked into the presence of God would be such a happy and joyful thing. It, 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 it would terrorize uh, an ordinary human being, a sinner. It would put us in mind of how unworthy we are to be there and what danger there is for a sinner to be in the presence of God. Peter feels this very profoundly, and he says to Jesus, depart from me. Now, of course, Jesus immediately sets him at ease, and then also illustrates another thing that we need to remember always about the Christian faith, and that is we are a missionary faith. From the very beginning, from the very first disciples that Jesus called, he said, I'm, you, you're fishermen now. You, you've, you've made your living catching fish. But from now on, you're going to be catching men. And that's the whole point of the kingdom of God is to go out and catch men for Jesus Christ, to bring them out of the, the ocean of this world that is, uh, that is perishing and bring them into the ark of the covenant of God 
and bring them uh, and bring them to safety. Uh, finally, in God's true, genuine, and eternal promised land in the world to come. It's it has been this way for Christians from the very beginning. It remains so today. Christians who are not devoted to the idea of bringing the faith to others simply are not understanding why the faith ever came to them and why God has left them in the world after saving them to begin with. So let's remember, Peter, I am unworthy, and Jesus, I will make you fishers of men.